Hi, this is Michael Dorn, Lieutenant Commander Worf from Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Trek FM. T. Earl Grey, hot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to your final cup of Earl Grey. I'm your host for this evening, seated in the center chair, Daniel Prue, and with me tonight is First Officer Darren Moser. How are you, Darren? Wait, wait a minute. What what happened to your beard? You know, it's been after 153 episodes. It's time for something a little different. So I, I finally shaved, and it is as smooth as Peter's bottom. <laughs> no. It is not. Um, and joining me to my left, we have Counselor Philip Gilfus. And and Philip, how are you? Wait a minute. Philip, for two of the three years we've been doing this, we've talked about getting you in a regulation uniform. Why are you back in your scant? Well, it's a special occasion. A, I like to show off the goods. I don't, you know, I didn't work this hard just for myself. Um, but also just figured uh, you got to go in on a high note. And there's nothing higher than this cut. <laughs> nice. I can attest to that. <laughs> I don't. So okay, uh, that uh, that was both a playful intro, as we're one to do here on uh, Regret, and uh, a little bit of a callback. Uh, that was actually the same intro we did on our first episode uh, of Regret. Here, guys, you know, there's no getting there's no getting around it. There's no beating around the bush. There's no avoiding it. This is our last show. But I had a six year contract. <laughs> I, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about contracts. Uh, you know, pray we don't alter it any further. No, no, no. I'm kidding. Um, you know, franchise. Uh, so, yeah. Right. Uh, so where do we start, guys? Where do we start? Well, episode uh, one, so a little Amzadi relationship, the- aired <laughs> on September 17th. 2003. Oh, that's not what you it, meant. Sorry. It was one of those wacky doodle ideas. How could you recapture a Star Trek podcast? It's it's lightning in a bottle. They said it couldn't be done. Darren had a sign on his studio door that said, Unknown Podcaster. <laughs> you know, this episode will probably be ridiculously stuffed with references uh, to our 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 own podcast, our old episodes, and uh, you know, so this will be definitely better. If this is your first episode of Roll Gray, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna save you some time. Don't listen, literally, don't listen. It's you're not gonna get anything out of it. Start at the this beginning. Is just, yeah, the, start start in the episode one. This is just for for the people who who have been listening to us all along, or even if you've listened in the past little while. This is just a celebration of what we've done, and you know what, we're gonna have some fun with it. Uh, what, what, but, but seriously, where should we start? And guys, um, I feel like this situation uh, has been kind of abrupt. Uh, I mean, obviously, you guys are aware that it's been abrupt. Um, and those wait, who wait, been following- wait, this is our last episode? Yeah, I know, I know, right? Surprise, <laughs> surprise, surprise. So I wanted to shed as much light um, as was reasonable uh, on the situation. I wanted to... Are we orbiting a sun? <laughs> You know, I wanted to clear some things up, and uh, I wanted to just kind of 
I felt that we owed our listeners and our fans um, kind of a heads up on, on what happened and what was going on. So for those of you who have been paying attention, those, those of you who, who follow the network closely, uh, they're very, you're, you should be well aware that there was a, a situation recently that happened. We have decided that we have to go in a different direction uh, than, than what we were heading in before. And we here at Earl Grey do believe in infinite diversity and infinite combinations. And you know what? We feel the need to move on and we're ready for the next thing. But we are so grateful that we've, we've been able to take this road with Trek FM so far. Now, let's talk Earl Grey, guys. We have been doing this show for 154 episodes. This has been a wild ride. Darren uh, mentioned in the beginning that we've been doing this since September of 2013. 2013, what was that, like 10 years ago? Well, I mean, Daniel, that feels I have a question. like... How many weeks ago was that? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I could almost tell you that. Like 152 or something like that. Uh, it's been incredible. It has been an incredible ride, guys. Um, I listened to our first episode, and... Wow. Wow. Have we had my voice dropped yet, Daniel? Because we have come a long way. Daniel still had like the monkey's haircut. (laughs) But guys, uh, let's start at the first episode. Do you guys, Darren, do you remember recording the first episode? Gosh, I think, I mean, it was our, are you talking about like our our first Earl Grey episode, right? Our first Earl Grey episode, yes. A little anxiety relationship. And we just talked the next generation. And I mean, we've talked the next generation or our love for the next generation several times over the past three years. But, but yeah, this was the first time where we started to see what, what is, what makes the next generation enjoyable to Darren and what makes it enjoyable to Philip and to Daniel. And that is the basis for the show. And I think that's why it's lasted so long and we've kept been able to find new things to talk about every week is because we all approach it just slightly differently and we're, if it was three people with the exact same views this would be an echo show echo show echo show see that's it it's all about the playing off each other <laughs> <laughs> we're so good at it uh, philip we what about finish you? each like, other's you? sandwiches sandwiches yeah. <clears throat> what about you philip i mean like three years this is to me it's actually kind of mind-blowing it, it, it does not feel like three years ago at all well, to me, like I can having moved, and I know you did too, Daniel, because you you had moved um, before. You know, you were still in your old place that you were in the other part of the country when you started, I think. Um, and I think I remember the different places I've recor- recorded Earl Grey and used to be in in a friend's attic, and then sometimes it would be on the floor of my bedroom, and then you know all the other places. So I don't know where I literally was that time. Um, uh, but yeah, it was it was interesting. I, I remember our, our sort of you know our first. Uh, very hesitant conversations with each other, like, uh, hey, whatever you want to do, Dan. No, no, whatever you want to do, Phil. No, Darren, really, whatever you want to do. Um, and so I think it was interesting in that uh, first Earl Grey, we're sort of still feeling each other out. But I think, you know, we certainly had a very, uh, uh, very comfortable with each other probably very early on. Um, and so I think we each were learning how each other's fandoms were, were as far as TNG went and exploring our own. And I don't know, like, like I said, I've probably said before, but I think we're all in the same boat. Like, you know, we have so many things to say about TNG. And so, uh, you know, that's what 
150 plus episodes later we I, we kind of almost got it out a little bit we'll talk later about the just the just the generous kind of love and support we've we've got since we've announced that we're leaving um really really heartwarming but it's amazing that you know people time and again when 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 they do praise our show they're talking about us and the way that we interact with each other you know darren philip and i we didn't know each other before Earl Grey. I mean, we did one ready room and that was it. Uh, and then, you know, it, it was just, it was serendipity that it turned out this well, that, that we have meshing and matching personalities in such a way that people actually wanted to listen and found it entertaining. You know, it, it's, it's, again, it still blows my mind. We, we've mentioned this before. Um, and I think you'll hear a lot of podcasters say this, that you, enjoy what you is if you enjoy what you do it's just a bonus that people listen to it it's just having conversation with friends you, and it's, you have it to is, podcast for yourself if, yeah. if you if you're always podcasting for the fans or the listeners or the patreon or the syndication or whatever it is it, you're not gonna last it's it, it's too hard but i've always done it because i get to have that deep level trek talk every week with my friends and you know that I don't have that where I live. I don't have two friends that can come over once a week to talk about that. But fortunately, there's the internet. <laughs> come on, Lizzie. Odu's in Deep Space Nine, not Next Generation. Oh, it's like you're not even trying. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm breeding my own Trek talkers. It's just going to take a little while, okay? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's sort of been our. I don't know if it's a secret that the three of us just talk to each other, like. Uh, you know, it's, it's the feedback we've gotten is always kind of, it's good. I mean, I don't, blows my mind sometimes, but you know, we, we are the listeners. I mean, we obviously care about you, but we don't care because we're just talking to the three, two of us, the three of us. I mean, that's as long as the three, we're having fun, we're having fun. And then the fact that people actually like that we're having fun is, is crazy at times. I'm like, you know, there's probably just like, five listeners out there who accidentally, you know, clicked on the master feed or something and, and got us. But, uh, but no, apparently, apparently people enjoy the three of us having fun together. So yeah, we've been, we've been doing this for three years, guys. And this is going to be a bit of an Earl Grey love fest, this show. Uh, just so you know, because we have loved this show. Uh, we've loved it. We've loved being a part of it. We've loved doing it. We, we just, we have loved it. And this has been our passion project uh for the past three years and we we've we've we have wanted to give everything that we could and we i would say that we've done that successfully but you know what that means shades of gray montage hit it darren hello and welcome to earl gray the brand new trek.fm show totally dedicated to tng that's right folks you asked for it and we are here to deliver I'm excited about the podcast. I'm ready to see where it goes. I think I think our our fans and our our listeners of which we have none right at this moment, but hopefully soon we will have many. How about like a gun that shoots hyposprays, right? Cuz that's like instant like instant unconsciousness. <laughs> no, I assume you mean it shoots out of the, <laughs> the, 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 the chemical. But of course, there's no thumb there. So like, there's like a little mechanical thumb that dispenses it. <laughs> just, well, you just have the ammo belt. You hit it, it's like... <laughs> it 
just shoots out the metal things that like hit people in the forehead. They're like, oh god. I, I have an idea, guys. And since this is a rewrite, we can do what we damn well please. So <laughs> instead of main engineering and instead of the temple, it is a library that is being reconstructed on the Enterprise. Right. But it's being constructed in the only room that's big enough to hold this <laughs> library. And we finally get to see main shuttle, main bay. shuttle bay. So, you know, like a weapon. He's like, no, no, obviously the no. untrained eye, Mr. Worf. <laughs> no, the crescent is for horns. <laughs> Worf, stop talking. It looks like an antler. Really? Really? That's what you got out of, out of this? Look, at least I have more scene time than the other two. <laughs> I mean, not sun and moon? You going with antler? That's really what you're going with. <laughs> That's it. I don't know. It's, it's, Snakebot is the great librarian. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yes. Which is ironic sense. Is it Frakes directs the librarians now? But anyway. Okay. I'll keep talking as everyone else pulls it together. It's the ammo belt. I can just see it. And it's full of item spray. Reload, reload. I can just shove it in. I used all three of my bullets. I'm totally out. Double barrel suits two. But the, the thing about the great and powerful Kevin, now among his powers, like if we were doing the godlike beings of TNG trading card series, and I'm not saying oh, we're not. A triple Kevin, three star? Yeah, I want one of those. <laughs> triple Kevin. <laughs> on, on the back, when it lists their powers, I think after ability to wipe out entire species with a single thought as number one, number two would be good tea. Uh, terraformer. It's, he's... <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, well like, well, let's put like, uh, like a small scale okay, terraformer. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, get like, what you pay for. Let's just say. It. Really. So you're saying his uh, HOA was just getting ridiculous, so he just destroyed yeah. the entire rest of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, fine. <laughs> Boom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're all gone. <laughs> you tell me I can't put my plastic pink flamingos out in my yard huh? to replace this <laughs> greed acre with drought tolerant species. No, no. <laughs> I say, <laughs> boob. <laughs> what do you mean booby traps aren't allowed? Your entire planet is going to be gone. I am the new head of the HOA. I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> Make my rules. Oh, that's, that is the best theory I've ever heard about Kevin. He's just really upset about HOA. <laughs> think of think of tapestry or uh, uh, all good things. Um, or even Aaron, he uh, named two Q episodes. I know, but notice there are two Q episodes that don't have Q in the title. <laughs> if we're taking, if this is taking place right before uh, a slightly modified version of Caretaker, right? Why can't Zimmerman be on the Enterprise to be to oversee the installation of the EMH onto the Voyager? Ah, even though we've never met him yet. Well, yeah, of course. But, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Be, because I remember the promo materials calling the doctor Dr. Zimmerman. So, oh, so he could be talking to Dr. Zimmerman. Yeah. But he's not, he's literally Dr. Zimmerman, like yeah. the man. And mm -hmm. then, you know, and then instead of activating the program, maybe the doctor was already running, but he's like over standing somewhere else. And he like walks over. And he's like, are you guys? He's like, I'm standing right here, guys. Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you, what are you talking about? And they're just like, close program, delete, uh, delete short-term memory reset the program factory default factory default skin 
update that skin, you know, to new Starfleet regs. Um, this teaser is like eight hours long, but it's still cool. And then after Zimmerman <laughs> walks out, uh, she's like, I swear I'm never going to use one of those things. <laughs> I will crash this ship before I use one of those things. But no, seriously, uh, you know, there there are just let's talk. Let's 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 gab. Let's joke and let's remember the good times, guys. What something or two or three or ten. Something or forty-seven. I have to say that. Well, I know we'll. I know we'll be getting some repeats, but I. I first wanted to throw out. It's actually a great way to summarize because we've kind of already done this in our episode one hundred and twenty-three hashtag humblebrag, where we picked <laughs> some of our favorite episodes from Earl Grey. We were trying to make it a little easier for new listeners to, you know, crack our our back catalog. Uh, man, one hundred twenty-three. That was ages ago. But so that's a great place to start if we you're were interested then. in some of our favorites. I know I know we'll mention a lot of those again today, but it, I, if we, in case we don't hit all of them, there's some of our favorites. But oh gosh, I mean, there's just been so many, so much fun. Uh, well, okay. Well, while Philip thinks, because I know he needs a little bit of time, uh, we're gonna oh, we're gonna go second. to <laughs> we're gonna go to some statistics because why not. So our top five episodes in length, clocking in at an hour and 33 minutes and 20 seconds, is episode 53, A Cellular Peptide Cake, where Daniel said, let's list our top five episodes. And three people times five, that's 15 episodes. I, of course, it's going to take us an hour and a half. That's like half hour per person. So that was our longest episode. If you don't count Darren's crazy, let's list the top 47 things about Star Trek, which we broke into two episodes because it was getting a little long in the tooth. But it was, if you combine those, it would be a two hour and 10 minute episode. So that was, that's a, that's a lot of podcasting. The classic Earl Grey two-parter. No, we didn't. Did we have many two-parters? I don't. I don't feel like we did. I think that was the we one. Are, no, we had the mirror episode two-parter. That's right. We did dual ones where we talked with uh, other other people, like we talked to Q. Are you talking about like two-parters, like on two different shows, or no? Yeah, where we did our mirror TNG episode was in two episodes because we went so long, we had to break that up. Yeah, that's right. Fabio's Fabio's mirror and the mirrored flying toaster eyes, uh, one thirty five <laughs> and one thirty eight. That's right. I forgot we broke that up, but that was uh man rewrites. Can we just talk about rewrites for a moment? I mean, obviously we stole that from to the journey, to, to the, the journey, journey. journey. But that was terrible. Oh. Uh, but that's been a lot of fun. You know, we haven't done nearly as many as they have, but that's always been enjoyable. Well, you know, it always makes me me think, um, and this is probably not entirely true metaphor, but I'm going to use it. You know, I always think of, of David Letterman. Uh, he's very, very famous in uh, having Johnny Carson as a role model for Late Night. And he always basically said, like, you know, my show was just doing Johnny's show badly. And I think when we started, we were just doing To the Journey our version with three people you know and, <laughs> yeah exactly well they they start off with three that's true. um and so i mean i think you know 
I know we're going to talk about people, um, but but to the journey, that that's basically was our role model, and we just added Daniel, Darren, and Philip to it, and that's how you get Earl Grey. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, there's been so, again, we had literally had a, a podcast about this, as Darren mentioned, but there there's just been so much fun, and I I want to highlight just recently, just obviously our Star Trek Vegas show because. We got to go to Star Trek Las Vegas and meet in person and and have so much fun. Like, that was incredible. Like, that was the culmination. That was the end point of, of our podcast, uh, you know, of, of, our, of everything we've done up to this point. Well, yeah, the two episodes we did, I mean, the, the Super Bridge Mates and us discussing, you know, Star Trek Las Vegas, which was a lot of fun. I mean, we won't go into that because we literally just did a podcast about it. But doing captain protron's revenge another rewrite where we're in the same room which made it a lot easier to rewrite i'll just say but that was that was a lot of fun yeah and it's easier when you can just point at the person instead of just being like waving across the man how awesome was that i mean really like you're literally around a round table literally around a round table and the mic's on a pillow in the middle (laughs) it was amazing because you know i Many of you know, and, and, and the listeners that don't, you know, we have the video chat program here where we can see everybody in tiny little rectangles in front of you. But it was amazing to see these people on a chair next to you, all of us in in this chair in, in front of one table. There was no lag. There was no te- technological issues. It was just person-to-person uh, creativity and, and person-to-person kind of interaction. It was amazing. It was incredible. And it was uh, every bit as wonderful as we expected it to be and, and knew it was going to be. Welcome to another episode of Earl Grey, recording together from Star Trek Las Vegas. I'm sitting at the conference table, room 17001, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel Pru. Hello. Philip Gilfus. Hey, I'm in the same room. And from To the Journey. To, to the, the Journey! Charlotte Smith. Yo! And Tristan Riddell. I'm here as well. You know, I'm looking at, and, and I don't know if, if we've probably discussed this, but listeners know, we have a, a, a Google document that lists uh, that, w- that you know, we, we, as everyone knows, we rotate the topics between the three of us. And so there's a big a spreadsheet we have where we would throw up our topics. Sometimes some of us would, you know, here's like three weeks of every other, you know, every third topic that I'm, I have and proposing. Well, it's not proposing. We would just do. That's the one of our powers. We don't propose topics. It's like this is what we're doing. I'm like, okay, guys, we're going to talk about our 47 favorite things about okay, Star Trek. Okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> guys, I've made a terrible mistake. There's no way this is fitting in an episode. I made a huge 47 mistake. <laughs> um, but I think one of the things I love about uh, our, our Earl Grey is that you know, there's start, and this is, I, I guess this is going to be some a complaint, but I don't mean it to sound like that. But, you know, you're doing a Next Generation show, okay, you're going to start with Picard, which we did, and then you're going to go Riker, and then you're going to go Data, and then you're going to go down the list. We just like, hey guys, it's our third character episode, who do we want to do? Pulaski. You know, that, that's where we're coming <laughs> from. We're not, we don't, we don't believe in order. We're just, you know, whatever moves you, whatever calls to you. Um, like, I'm looking at the list. We did Picard first. Then we did data. Yeah. Then we did. Uh, we didn't really do Ensign Row, but we did. We did because we had Ensign Row commentary. So that's really doing Ensign Row. We did yeah. Pulaski. Then we did Riker. Then we did like Q, and you know, and Q. so there's just no order into any of these things other than our passion and what we wanted to do. 
I mean, we did Reginald Barkley before we did Troy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a there's a certain appropriateness in that. Um, you know, one thing because we're talking about this now. We're talking about memories and 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 moments and stuff. But what what comes in my mind is like specific things. And I remember, I say specific things, and then I'm going to tell you right now, I don't specifically remember the specifics of it, but I remember like literally laughing so hard that we had to stop recording multiple, multiple, multiple times. Like this is, this is an event that happens probably once every two months where we would just like, we would get into a ridiculous situation and we would just not be able to stop laughing. And one of them, one of my favorite moments of the whole show is when we were talking about the Sega Genesis Star Trek game <laughs> and Philip was losing his mind about the shift key. Oh, I guess it wasn't Sega Genesis. It was PC, whatever. But he was losing his mind that he could run in the game and he had no idea beforehand. And I, oh, I lost it every single time I hear that. It's so much fun. Everyone who's not Philip and and doesn't have a co-host who you've been hosting for almost 100 shows who's like, oh, by the way, six hours in, if you press shift, you'll run throughout the whole game. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, please. If anybody is going to play this game from here, from here forward, just press shift when your characters are moving. And they'll actually move at a reasonable Reasonable. (laughs) That's they're going at like warp 9.9 instead of (laughs) watching data go from one end of the planet to the (laughs) other end of the planet to get to the other biosphere as the field capsules are like, well, I'm going to go to cavern one. If you want to go get a latte, you go get a latte, (laughs) Philip. Oh, it's back, guys. I, I had a little rock, load. and I just put it on my keyboard. It held down the move key, and I just went, made some dinner, <laughs> came back. I mean, there, there's one screen of the game on the on the jungle on the preserve planet where there's just roads. There's like four <laughs> roads. That's all you do on this screen is walk to other places. <laughs> and, and if you press shift, you know how long it takes? One second. That's how long it takes. <laughs> Now, Philip, does that shift work on more than just walking? Oh, it does. It does. It's funny you bring it up, Darren. It does. It actually works on on probes you send out. It Because the probes out. seem like they're going, like, 100 kilometers away. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. So, I believe you can get either the 12-hour playing time, or if you have a shift key on your computer, I'll wait for you to look. Okay, you may have found it. Then you can play it maybe in three hours. <laughs> you know, you look up some of the playthroughs online, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we played this game in eight hours." I'm like, "How? How?" <laughs> oh boy, oh man, my original point has been almost completely lost. Oh, did did we shift the discussion, Daniel? Yeah, because I mean, the funny thing is it, that was fifty uh, percent real, fifty percent not. Because what had happened was for listeners, and I think we may have said this because we had played the game, you know, in the previous week and a half and we're getting ready to record so the mics aren't on yet we're like still doing our google chat and like daniel just casually throws out blah 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 shift key run daniel gives homework okay we had to play the game we had to beat this game (laughs) i mean or watch someone do a playthrough on youtube (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah or yeah and then like darren and i 
metaphorically and virtually just look at each other going, what the crap are you talking about as shift key? <laughs> oh, you, you didn't know, guys? I'm like, I'm sitting on this one, too. Did, we press did I forget to mention that? <sighs> oh, awkward, awkward. But the thing is, these moments happen all the time. And and they we try to make them part of the show, of course, because they're fun and silly. Uh, but you don't hear all of them, and but it happens constantly. We're 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 laughing and and having this kind of fun all the time. I also think one of my favorite ones. Oh, which was it? Was this the seven seven challenge? Um, Earl Grey thirty two. Bec- I'm trying to remember if it was this one or another one where. Um, and I don't know if we mentioned this on hashtag Humblebrag, but we had to list our favorite episodes of each season. Well, I don't know how we kind of phrase that. Yeah, that was that was this one or most representative. I, I think I made you pick. I made you pick one episode per per. Yeah. Again, this was Darren's gluttony because you know. again doing the math, Darren. I've been there, um, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And I no, but I think it was either Darren or Darren. one of y'all were like, well, you know, we're gonna double up, and I'm like. I don't know. You wait. And we did not. Yeah, we did that. not double yeah, up. That was this Nobody one. picked the same episode from any season twice. How do you compare yesterday's Enterprise to, to Who Watches the Watchers or The Best of Both Worlds? Like, how do you compare those episodes? They're totally different. Some people might consider it a weakness, but I think it's a strength of TNG that we that we each picked a different episode for each season. That's incredible. That's amazing. Like uh, we get such a spread across all of the series. And I think ultimately, I think it's a strength of the show to show that there are episodes in each season that will speak to different people in different ways. No, that's, that's well put. I mean, it, and it's so true. It, many people love Star Trek in general, or not just the next generation for many different reasons. It touches something different and, this exercise era in a way just kind of showcase that why we all chose different episodes. Some are terrible episodes that we just love though. Cause it's just fun. And some, you know, are really well written and we wouldn't watch it a ton, but you know, if it was on, I mean, let's be honest, anytime this comes up on like the sci-fi channel, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're going to watch the rest of the episode as it plays. You, you've seen it a million times, but it's like, oh, it's on TV. I haven't, uh, I, I don't even have to do anything. I just have to keep my eyes open. <laughs> I was surprised. I was very surprised by that. Yeah. So uh, another moment that I think of, um, it, it spawned the idea for the, uh, the Picard conspiracy episode. <laughs> But that moment was so much fun. Um, and we've talked about it a little bit before, but but just like the idea that there was this yeoman or ensign or whatever, you know, back at Starfleet headquarters that had to deal with all this stuff. Like that was when I felt like that's when I felt like we were firing on all cylinders when this ridiculousness was just coming out from from all of uh, all, all of us at the same time. I am as big of a Picard fan as everybody else is, but we have to admit a lot of his accomplishments are like in his head or like <laughs> Q episodes or t- like timeline weird up. Like, so, t- you know, we've got uh, inner light. We've got Jordy. Do you remember that time I built that stellar probe that contained <laughs> all of our memories? We, no, sir. You didn't, you didn't do that. It's, 
we've got tapestry. We've got all good things. Why does this? Remember that time I rigged a pool table to a bunch of Nausigans? Well, you know, and uh, not to joke, but the man does develop neural problems later in life. So uh, that Picard is the Baron Munchausen. (laughs) Wow, you've been waiting to pull that one out, Darren. Wow. But even Generations, right? Generations is all... So I totally met Captain Kirk. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Where was his body? Like, well, I... uh, It's under under these these rocks. rocks. Yeah. Don't move him. Don't move him. (laughs) (laughs) So Philip, Daniel, and I started talking, you know, just hypothetically. Uh, So this entire show is going to be hypothetical. And I'm sure we'll press the reset button at the end. So Wait, am I supposed to to access my hypothetical? Yes, access your hypothetical under subdirectory fun. <laughs> uh, but we were all talking about, you know, boy, a lot of these plots in Star Trek The Next Generation, if you think of these as logs that Captain Picard is writing back to Starfleet headquarters, there's some poor guy, some poor cousin of the Battle Bridge action report maker who's just typing out these, you know, because you've got to transcribe them from an audio log onto the pad for the admirals to read, you know, because they they're really picky. They only read pads, you know, with the one button. But, you know, he's got to transcribe this, and I'm sure he's reading these going... I can't write this. This 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 doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like, is this a Monty Python sketch? What is going on? The hood never has these problems. Nice <laughs> proper emissions from the hood. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they don't use hashtags. What's this? You know, crazy business. <laughs> they are Instagram. So, it's Instagram. So we're going to step through now. Yes, I know. I made a promise before that Darren would never do a list show that included all seven seasons because they turned into two hour episodes. But this is like, you know, it's like the princess bride. Let me sum up. This will be the shorter version, uh, but we're going to go through the seasons and uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, now I'm picturing because of the 24th century pads that the reports and logs that this poor Shlomo at headquarters gets, like the first one ends to be continued. He's like, what? You can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't say that. Yeah, so my uh, honorary, I mean, my totally legit lieutenant commander, uh, Android, funny story. Um, so he, uh, he took over the ship in about 15 seconds, but we should totally not punish him and not change any security measures. I don't really, sounds like we should now. I mean, he did figure out that my middle name, you know, my mother's maiden name and that's how he knew what my password was, but. It also reminds me, um. Emergency power to analogy generators <laughs> is also one of my favorites. I'm still things. waiting for my t-shirt, Aaron. <laughs> You're not getting it now. I also loved that. So uh, that was another another moment. As well, well. And, and, I mean, and speaking of Aaron and designs, a that that has been so great that just the stuff that we've come up with has actually literally ended up on a t-shirt. Um, when when we came up with. Uh, Oh, and uh, it was seldom used sets, Darren. That was your episode. I forget what the actual title was. I'm sure you'll you'll figure it out in the next five seconds. But when we came up with Starboard Sharks and Portside Panthers, I mean, and then that... Oh, yeah. Portside Rules, Starboard Rules. Yes. Single use sets. (laughs) And then... 
I well, do they compete? You know, port nacelle, starboard nacelle. Like they're so far oh, apart. That's true. That is probably very true. <laughs> like they have an open that's comm awesome. channel. How is your nacelle doing, Larry? Oh, it's doing pretty good, Bob. <laughs> My busted but... ram scoop is collecting ninety five percent hydrogen. How's yours doing? <laughs> so they so they all after their tough you know their tough twelve hour shift at work, of course, because they're the they're the low guys on the totem pole. They all make their way to 10 forward at 40 at, minutes know, later. Hours. <laughs> no, 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 no. And 10 forward is for winners. They go to 11 forward. Oh, they go to 11 <laughs> forward. And they <laughs> they get in brawls all the time over which nacelle is better. I actually really like this kind of fan fic. Well, this is great. Like, I got two more. I had two more. Two more it, it, I know it was a maneuver that happened on the Enterprise E, but imagine Riker doing his ram scoop maneuver. And all of a sudden, he's like looking through the window in the port in a cell, and also just all this red gas starts like billowing in. He's like, "What the heck is going on?" Um, or even better, uh, was it cause cause and effect? Um, where like they kept hitting the where that is all of a sudden the the entire cell like he's in the one that gets hit and it just goes and he's just like, "What the heck?" Like, is it? This never would have happened to the port one. Yeah. (laughs) Port rules. (laughs) uh, I'm really enjoying this headcanon on these two. I am. I'm trying to think of how many bumper stickers there are. Like, you know, like, Starbird always does it the right way. You know, that's always, that would be one. Um, So it's one, the red one, and one, the green one, because they have the running lights. Oh, you and your lights. And then that amazing cover design art. And then just to, like, suddenly see on the internet one day, like, oh, hey, someone did a TNG engine shuttle bay. What the? Hey, what's that design? Oh, my God. <laughs> that was that was one of the most surreal moments uh, of this of this show. Um, and, you know, here's 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 another thing, too. Um, we've we've already mentioned the the quote unquote hashtag humble brag episode. I guess you could call this hashtag not so humble <laughs> we were not episode. humble when we talked about this yeah uh because i you know because you know it was just so much fun but um one thing i really prided our show on um was being super inclusive like trying to get as many people as we could on the show um we loved having guests we loved having guests and we're actually gonna have a whole separate section later on talking about all the people we had on but um it was so much fun to have all of these different people and different voices and everybody was welcome on Earl Grey and it was, it was amazing. And, and we got to, because you know, you know, as much as we, I like to think we have great chemistry, but as much as we do, it's always fun to throw someone new in the mix and it's always even more fun to throw two or three people in the mix. And we did that as much as we possibly could. And I loved that part of the show and it's always, those have been my favorite episodes and uh, again, something else we'll talk about later, the Bridgemates stuff, which is alongside of that as well, because we got to we got to interact with all these other people. Well, because Daniel, of course, is a huge crossover fan and sort of the value yeah. on being on a large network like Trek.fm is, of course, you have all these shows and grow every day. And, you know, we, we like to bring in our brothers and sisters from the, and we got like well, some excuse. I don't know. Let's. Talk about this one. Yeah, you know who could bring in the series and co-hosts that talk about this. And and that was just fun just to bring folks into our little uh, – or our big because it's a galaxy-class vessel. It's, it's pretty big. Um, our big place here and, and have folks and be them in and talk things that kind of came into their sort of uh, 
crossed our our two uh series or or podcast and that was always fun to sort of add that spice, you know, because it's like the TNG crew. They're great, but every now and then it's good to throw a little Q in there or a little Guinan, maybe some Vosh, you know, see Bro. what happens. Bro. Right. Bro. <laughs> Your boat. Bro. Yeah. But yeah, I liked those those crossover episodes. And we weren't shy doing a crossover or bringing on someone from another network show. And th- I think that was great because we brought the Orb crew over to talk about Worf you know, we brought the to the journey crew to t- talk about Q, and it was fun to look at. Okay, what are some of these ep- these characters that have spanned between different series, and what you know? How do we approach them in this show, and how are they approached in another show? And that was just very interesting. You know, how is these are the voyages really an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation? You know, there's there's so much crossover. Yeah, you know, in standard orbit uh, with generations, and then of course it yeah, was always right. fun to do the flips. Like we went on standard orbit and to talk about exactly, it. and then we went on to the journey to talk about their like cue. our handshake episodes. Yeah, yeah it, and you know, it just like and we have we've talked about this. TNG has its fingers all over Star Trek. So it's nice. It was fun. It was fun to be that show that kind of even enterprise. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of bridged the gap in a lot of ways, you know? Uh, And, and I, I liked that. And, and I was very proud of that aspect of the show. And, and I, and I still am. So uh, what about you, Darren? Is there anything that uh, any moments or specific aspects of the show that you, uh, you just feel really good about, or you want to talk about before, uh, you know, before we say goodbye? Well, you touched on games, and I wanted to, to talk about that a little more. I mean, we've done a lot of game episodes, games where, you know, we're, we're, we're playing games, uh, somewhere we're talking about, but most we're actually playing, and yes, we started Darren, off with... That game you brought us is really <sighs> good. <laughs> but, you know, we started off in our uh, 69th episode with uh, Experiencing Bij playing the interactive VCR board game online, which is very difficult. Uh, <laughs> I think we threw out the time cards because there was no way to keep track of that. But let me just say, it's a lot easier playing in person, like a lot easier. Um, so Cargo Bay Conference Room and Silence Lab. Oh, you know, I loaded the bear here. The one who is moving now. It's a... Uh, Answer! Whose turn is this? This is uh, Daniel's Experience turn. Experience No. I think it's my turn. Alright. Wait, it sounds like a Immediate, Yeah, low-level malfunction, so I get to transport to any location of my choice. You may get assistance from these low-level computer defects, um, but I still maintain... Doesn't really matter. I'm just going to move to Biolab. And that gives me another... Uh, now it's Daniel's turn. Okay, can I steal my cards back now? Yep, I did it in my hand just in case you wanted to do just that. They're back. Because, uh, see, we're working as a team, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so now it is Philip's turn. Moving two. One, oh, two. Man, like move again. Over there. Six. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Conference room. Yay! So my Philip first Iceland year Level one access. So I get holodeck now, right? Yes, you get holodeck access. I will. Except now I'm going. So you want to head next to the cargo bay. bay and the science lab. 
<laughs> but that that was a lot of fun and it's always i mean man back then back back in the day we were always saying experience beers that was like our catchphrase what was that what was that catchphrases that have resurfaced like you know emergency power to analogy generators or you know things like that but then playing the you know like you said bridge mates i mean we've done four episodes of bridge mates just on earl gray not not counting ones you know on our sister shows but you know, there's that. I mean, Philip has been the game master. He he has created brand new games. And I mean, we can't let it go by talking about our hundredth episode. Uh, <laughs> I mean E G T N G R P G All Ships are Big Shuttles, episode one hundred. <laughs> where we are role playing our own we were in Star Trek. I mean, that was so much fun. In celebration of this, our 100th episode, today's entire show is going to be an Earl Grey, the next generation role-playing game that we lovingly refer to as EG, TNG, RPG. As y'all are talking, the doors open up and in comes in. If you've never seen this before, I'm not sure I know how to describe it well enough. Um, An encounter suit... That's the mother of all encounter suits. In walks in, <laughs> Lieutenant Commander Flipper. L- Lieutenant? What's up, dudes? How's it going? I'd, I'd offer you a chair, but I'd... Uh, yeah, uh, not necessary. Yeah. I'll slide in right here. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, d- who's the nervous dude? Oh, this is our I, new... Uh, we just need to relax. Yeah. I've, I've just... I Officers, hi. <laughs> hi. All right, uh, do you need to see the doctor for, I don't know, a tranquilizer or something no, before I'm, we do I'm this good. thing? I'm, I'm good. Are I'm you good. sure? No, I'm fine. Fine. <laughs> in walks in Commander Riker storming through, <gasps> followed, followed about two steps behind by Lieutenant Commander Jordy LaForge. <gasps> All right, everyone. Gentlemen, take a seat. Kyle, I said take a seat. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Yes, sir. Dude, it's so tight. Now... As you all know, we've encountered a damaged Romulan science vessel. It's a bit too close to Klingon space. As you know, the Klingons are entrenched in a civil war. We need to beam aboard and figure out if the Romulans are getting involved in the conflict. Commander Flipper, you'll be with me? Yes, sir. Haig, you'll try to access the main computer. Yes, sir. Kyle, your job is to restore main power so Thoven can access the rest of the ship's systems. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. One sir is enough. Yes, sir. The captain wants us to access as many logs as we can while we're there, so we'll need each of you to do your part. All right, everyone, I want this clean and by the book. Are there any questions? Will, 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 will Mr. LaForge be joining us? Uh, no, it'll just be us. It's about time. I mean, yes. Yes, sir. Commander, is there going to be any issues with... Uh Commander Flipper's anti-gravity unit with that much radiation on board? No, the uh, hamster ball-like device that she's in uh, should be able to protect her from the radiation. Relax, dude. I'm going to be fine. I got this. So can we all have one of those hamster ball things? Uh, No, those are just designated for the dolphin crew. Oh, okay. I've told you this before. Cetacean ops only, man. <laughs> that and you know here's the thing right without stepping on any toes that was the biggest celebration of trek fm that that i think 
uh, that we were a part of. It was so much fun. It was we had so many people on there, and it was just it was amazing. And and uh, that was peak. Yeah, I don't want to say it was peak Earl Grey, but it was just it was peak like everything. It was it was amazing. Like that was our best show. I, I feel like yeah, I, I feel like that was our best show. That was the most enjoyable hour and a half of fun that we ever had and we have so much hour and a half of fun it's ridiculous but like I, that is my favorite show I would yeah say. And, and i think that like you said that was a fun celebration of, of getting everyone well not everyone but most um from the trek.fm um to contribute um uh, folks who have certainly played a large part uh, in earl gray's evolution um or or whatever word i'm allowed to use daniel i don't know uh, um <laughs> but uh it's genesis i guess <laughs> um and so yeah that was that was a fun opportunity i mean i think you know as i said before i think that the fun thing not only was everyone bringing together the the fun part was you know it's kind of like um and i know i'm gonna reach for this one it's kind of like stone soup if anyone remembers that book from like elementary school where everyone brings in their portion to make like this big huge wonderful soup like the the stone soup or something yeah, like yeah. that um and and yeah. so Everyone did not know what they were doing. Like no, like I, I basically said, "Hey, you record this clip, th- these five lines. You record these five lines. You, you know this much. You know this much." And then, like you two, just know. Bring your character sheets. We're gonna do a thing. Um, and then, like nobody necessarily knew everything that was going on. And to put it all together and to make everyone interact into the creates this huge uh, adventure or misadventure. Um, I think was was definitely sort of shows all the talent obviously we have here, and then one thing I always find interesting is what we become known for, uh, especially episodes. Like in other words, everyone knows I'm a hashtag Justice guy. Everyone knows <laughs> Daniel is a who watches the Watchers person, mm-hmm. and then Darren likes this uh book, um. <laughs> It's uh, whew, so, it's gonna come to me. Uh, Have you guys heard of this book? <laughs> He's got he it with him. That's it. awesome. It's called Ship of the Line. <laughs> it's it's actually pretty good. Did you have you heard of this? <laughs> I I found awesome. a copy at Star Trek Las Vegas. <laughs> I didn't buy it, of course, because of course I already own it. But uh, Kelsey Grammer's in it. It's actually really good. That's it's awesome. actually a really good book. And I've actually interviewed the author, not on Earl Grey. She talked a long time and really didn't let me talk, but it was really good. Uh, but yeah, Ship of the Line, I recommend it. Darren recommends Ship of the Line. And of course, um, that was one of our episodes where he forced us to read his book. I force is such a strong word, Philip. <laughs> well, you might think that we would be reviewing the TNG episode Cause and Effect by this wonderful scene we've portrayed for you, but... This beginning actually also takes place in a book that you may have heard me talk about once or a dozen times here on Fox World. So today, yes, Fox World. How much for the planet? Uh, is that what it is? A Q and Law. No, it's it's Q and Law. No, no. Today we'll be reviewing the Star Trek: The Next Generation novel, Ship of the Line, by Diane Carey, published in October 1997. A long time ago in this galaxy, actually. So, yes, I, I finally broke down and forced my co-workers at Phaser Point to, to read Ship of the Line. 
you know, I'm surprised after, you know, 50 plus episodes, they didn't get the hint and just, you know, pick up the book to, to see just what they were missing. But, uh, but no, but there, you don't have to take my word for it. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I should have, I should have used a more, uh, Picard tone instead of, instead of Jordy, but, but yeah, but no, for the last, uh, week or so i've left you guys copies of the books uh serendipitously in your in your inbox and uh true to to your word you've uh read them and we're gonna talk about this book so if uh we will be talking about many aspects of the plot so if you are not interested in not being spoiled by this please go pick up a copy it is available yeah yeah 17 year old book yeah i don't really feel sorry for you although we have i have probably spoken about it Oh, like I said, over many of the past episodes. Well, we did talk about earlier about how nobody had any other option once somebody <laughs> set a topic. So, yeah, you did kind of force us, but uh, no, it was good. It was good. It was a fun experience. Ooh, that also reminds me of the moment of the two bridges joke. Uh, Ooh, bridges? <laughs> which is something that constantly comes up as well. So, Yes, that's what I was trying to think of that. That was the one with Worf, right? And he's like, two bridges? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> he like flips out. Yeah, you ever want to freak out Worf, just make him think there's two bridges and he will just lose his mind. I see. Or two bridges. <laughs> or yeah, give him yeah. the opportunity to make cake. That also gets him really, <laughs> oh, yeah. really oh, agitated. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Guys, I mean, we could, we literally had a whole episode about reminiscing about Earl Grey. We could go on all night. Anything else uh, that you that you need to say? Anything else that really sticks in your mind, or or should we move on? Oh, uh, sorry, that does remind me of one thing. Let me say my Go thing, and then uh, since I'm hosting, I can tell you when to talk. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, the oh my, I, one of the funny, funniest moments to me in Earl Grey of all of Earl Grey, and this was the the show title for this episode. <laughs> Um. Oh my goodness! That was that books were just bricks with words, <laughs> and I always remember that moment, and I always remember that line, and it sounds silly in hindsight, but I love, love, love that title, "Bricks with Words," uh, talking about technology or whatever we talked about that episode. So much fun! That was so good. I mean, have you ever tried to move? With books, yes. I mean, just I have a storage and full of like four boxes. Sheer weight. You're just like, oh my gosh, it's just bricks. It's just bricks of words. There's so much <laughs> bricks of words. <laughs> Is that what like aliens will call books? That's the Why official this brick of word. <laughs> no, no, they're talking about our books. That's what you. Oh. That was Missing 24th Century Technology, episode 17. That was way back in the beginning. That was so funny. And we're like, what's this brick with words on it? <laughs> I loved it. Sorry, but you guys go. You guys go. I, I was just going to say that also a, a very Earl Grey thing. And, you know, I th- <laughs> it's, it's, it's all, you know, anyone who's ever offended by um, a running joke or something we have, you got to remember, we don't always mean it. We're just being funny. Like, one of the things we always talk about is a certain wedding that happened <laughs> on a certain other series <clears throat> that nobody was invited to. But, you know, and of course we know why, the real reason why. But nevertheless... Save the start date, episode six. six. Yes, while talking about the Wharf Dax TNG wedding invitations. Uh, you know, that was we, that's just a, a running gag we love to talk about and sort of, you know, noogie Deep Space Nine for like, where was everyone that was ever a Wharf in his life? <laughs> Worf and Jedzia, okay, they sit down, picture it, they sit down with their pads, 
get ready to dispatch their subspace messages, their RSVPs. Who who is who is on their list? Who's on their short list to to make it to their special day? Great. Now that you've said Marvel, I've now fixed the episode. So you're watching. You're cordially invited. How does it like? How does it end? Like, do they go on a honeymoon? I can't remember. Like, do they go like on a honeymoon, or does it just end on the wedding? Or how does it end? Uh, it ends with uh, O'Brien and uh, Bashir doing their part where they oh, yeah. rush Worf oh, with right. the Klingon pain sticks. Okay. So, but like, so then the credits roll. You have to wait for it. And then you see, like, the Enterprise E <laughs> just start approaching the Deep Space Nine. And then there you go. That's it. Hang on, hang on, Phillips. You, you literally just made a thousand f- uh, fanboys gasp in terror when you, or not terror, but uh, amazement when you said the Enterprise E approaching Deep Space Nine. That's it. That's it. That's all we need to hear. I think that is, you know, that's the end of everything. It, 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 I think it's unfair. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted on this. I think it's unfair to expect these things of a 90s television show. But on the other hand, it's like you, it's hard not to look back and see the potential that was wasted on, on these kinds of things. I didn't Alexander not even make it no, to that? No, he did. He did. That was remember. the reason they okay. had the wedding early was because Alexander was going to oh, ship out. Oh, gosh. So another reason for Alexander messing <laughs> things up. Well, th- yeah, there's a couple things I want to mention. One, it's been a lot of fun making the episode titles. Uh, so, so when we started, you know, the, th- the thing that Trek FM does is they – you don't have just a normal episode title or this is the one with this in it, but it's usually an inside joke. Usually it's a very inside joke that you won't even get until you listen to the episode. But man, there's been some fun ones. Like you just mentioned, I mean, from like Zordon Picard or, (laughs) you know, bricks with bricks with words. I mean, no bloody ABC or JJ. That was, that was a good one. And, you know, Canon locked, Measure of an episode. Judge, jury, and executioner. Executioner. Uh, yeah, two bridges, too many. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun talking about that. And just Frank and R1. <laughs> it, they just, they just crack up because they're so funny. And some make more sense than others. Like our, our Ask Me Anything, the Q and the A. Uh-huh. 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 We're, we're fairly clever. You know, we've done this once or twice or a million times. But the other thing I, I have always liked, and again, we've, we've said this many times, but with the three of us rotating hosting duties, we get a, a really big variety of topics. And I, I, I'm not saying that I picked the most random of topics, but I, maybe you guys would say that I picked the most random of topics at times. Well, I, I mean, I think it's interesting that uh, early on, you would choose a lot of technology topics, which on the surface... That's true. I was much more of the technology. Right, and on the surface, you would think like, that's, eh, I don't know, it doesn't seem like the most exciting, like, what, tricorders for an hour? I don't really think that's... How are we going to turn this into an hour-long <laughs> yeah. podcast? But like, uh, the saucer separation one, that was really interesting. That's true. I, you know, that was that was something that we really talked about. And then, like, even your the later ones, seldom used sets, uh, which isn't technology, but production at least. Um, and just the bits and pieces, uh, which really turned out to be really interesting. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm actually very surprised at how far we got in this topic on, uh, saucer separations. I, I didn't think it was very, very deep topic, but, uh, I liked, uh, I liked where we well, went with it. So it's a topic you can break apart. 
<laughs> and and maybe put back together. But I can't do that. Philip, can you put it back together for me manually? I, just, I don't really want. Are it. you sh- are you sure? Uh, That's sure. What you're to do sure. I mean, it's highly risky. No automation. I, mean, I wouldn't even let Data do that with all of his computational skill. But I'm sure you could handle it. I'm not really fully qualified. I just have to say that up front. <laughs> I kind of read the pamphlet at Starfleet <laughs> Academy on that, you know. So you want to separate a saucer? <laughs> <laughs> Reasons you might want to consider separating the saucer. The Ferengi. And it's like a, you know, highly stereotypical propaganda <laughs> picture of the Ferengi. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always been, like you said, the amazing thing that we've been able to um yeah just like turn like simple simple topics into into much longer things and yeah simple uh, single use sets was i think that's one of my favorites because it was i just remember watching i think it was the uh, it was the eye of the beholder where they have the inside of the warpness on i'm like this is a really cool set and then it made me think of I remember the episode, but it's the one with the light pen and Worf gets electrocuted and it's like sensor maintenance. And I'm like, we never see this place ever again. And so I'm like, I wonder if I can find, and I think I literally found a memory alpha page that listed set locations. And so I just started scrolling and looking for ones that popped out that were things I'd not seen. I mean, I totally forgot. I think it's in uh, one more data dates uh, in theory. That's not data. In theory. Yeah, yeah, in theory, where there's like they're working on a on a probe or a, a torpedo in this giant torpedo room, and I'm like, where, where is this been? <laughs> We've never seen this room before. So it's always fun. I mean, it can't always be a redress of the shuttle bay, but but that was fun. I, I that was something that interested me, and then you know we we turned it into an hour plus episode. But yeah, but yeah, you know, so I've always liked the technology ones. I'm looking. I actually have it broken down by host now. I'm looking at uh, how we all we we actually have a pretty even even break between the three of because with 150 you know four episodes we've done about a third each. I mean I know yes statistically we've always done a third, but we've we've each done about 50 or so episodes, and that's a lot for an individual to come up with a topic for 50 episodes. That's a longer than a lot of podcasts, but. Uh, let's see. Oh, look at all these philosophy ones down by <laughs> Philip. I Who wonder, could that be? I wonder. <laughs> I just have to, a lot of things to think about. You know, here's the thing. Earl Grey would not be Earl Grey without a great many people. You know, it's not the three of us. I mean, it really isn't. I mean, it is, but it isn't. You know, I mean, we we, we do this week in and week out. But, I mean, there have been so many people who have contributed uh, in large ways and in small ways. And, I mean, to us, they will always be important. And so here's the thing. Because we have to, because this is the last episode, I'm going to run down a list of names. But this list of names is by no means comprehensive. This is a list of people who um, who are immediate, who are in front of us, who who are obvious. Um, but this is not everybody. And, and... I still feel compelled to, to to list these people, but I want everybody that's not listed to know that – and I'm going to mention it now. I'm going to mention it in the middle. I'm going to mention it later. Everybody that has ever had uh, any participation in Earl Grey is appreciated. And, uh, but 
you know, we have to give out some thanks here. In no particular order. Yeah, exactly. In no particular like the, order. the end of Babylon 5, like, now everyone responsible, and you can only see the names if you paused your VHS tape by frame by frame. Scrolled really, really fast. You just say all the names ever, and I'll speed it up 800%, and it'll take about three seconds. You know, what we've talked about, we've already mentioned the people that we've had on from the other shows. So here we go. We're going to mention them. We have had... From the original, uh, from the original standard orbit, we had both Drew Stewart and Mike Schindler on. Um, we have had from To the Journey, of course, uh, Tristan Riddell and Sherlyn Schmidt. We have had from Women at Warp, we've had Sue Kissenweather, Jarrah Hodge, and Andy Vanderkolk. We have had from the Orb, Matt Rushing and Christopher Jones. Although we'll talk about Chris later, of course. Um, we have had we've had Will. Will Nguyen on, we've had Colin Higgins on, we've had Amy Imhoff on, we've had, I mean, there have been, like, just from the network alone, we have had so many people on. And like I said, these are my favorite episodes. These are my, Earl Grey doesn't exist without these people coming on our show and having a good time and having fun. Uh, So I I just want to express our sincerest gratitude to all of these people who decided to come on Earl Grey with us as well. And and I wanted to thank, you know, two two particular groups. One, we have to obviously give a shout out to to the journey and as they've given us many a shout out as well. And we we all listen to to the journey. We really enjoy to the journey. We enjoy Char and Tristan uh, we were fortunately there at their, oh, some of us were there at their meeting and, you know, it was great getting to meet them at Star Trek Las Vegas, but we, but we enjoy their show. We, so many of our I great ideas have been taken from to the journey from episode rewrites to how we've done some commentaries and it's a great show. You should definitely listen to if you haven't. So we definitely want to do a thank out, uh, thank you to them. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Philip Gilfus, sitting in the center chair this week. I'm joined by my co-host, con officer, Daniel Pru, who who appears to be currently frozen solid at his station. D- Daniel, c- can you even talk? No, no, it looks like he's frozen solid, folks. Looks like someone's going to have to take him down and thaw him out. Well... Well, maybe we can hear from my other co-host, my tactical officer, Darren Moser, whose well, who's apparel would seem to identify him as Will Scarlet. What's going on, Darren? I am not a merry man. I mean, I signed up to shift from, you know, gold shirt to red shirt, but this is ridiculous. This is not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> awesome wow. reference. Someone should really write an article about that. All right. I know, right? Well, as you may have heard from our intros, um, we are doing a fantastic thing here on Earl Grey. We're going to be doing another great character profile, but this time we're going to talk about that alien who took us from Encounter at Farpoint all the way to all good things, Q. He had seven appearances on The Next Generation, one appearance on Deep Space Nine, and also several more on Voyager. Now let's see. Voyager. Voyager. Who would have more recent experience with Voyager? It's the To the Journey crew! To the, to the journey. journey! 
Yes, we are joined here by the wonderful pair of Charlene Schmidt. How are you doing, Char? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having us. And her partner in crime, the chuckles to her Kathy, Tristan Riddell. <laughs> How are you doing, Tristan? Oh, wow. That's really good. I might try to keep that, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we are very honored to have you all join. I mean, special uh, thing for me because To The Journey was the first Trek FM podcast I ever listened to and got me into the network. So Aww. it's it's really cool to be to be uh, have you all in, a, in our in our bridge. I know it's not as big as yours and the ready room is going to be a little cramped compared to what you all are, <laughs> have. But hopefully you'll enjoy it anyway. But also I wanted to specifically thank Aaron Harvey, who is th- this has designed so many things for us from episode cover art to t-shirts to, I mean, every, it seems like if, there was one point, it seemed like every month we were coming up with another slogan and I got just in time for Star Trek Las Vegas, my transparent Illumica t-shirt, which I love. It's like my metal band shirt. And that's so much fun to, uh, to wear, but I wanted to thank Aaron for, all of our crazy deadlines we've thrown at him. We, we had him on on episode 128 when we talked the animated Next Generation Star Trek Stream. Star Trek Stream! Which <laughs> also one of coming my... on UPN Kids. <laughs> also one of my favorite episodes ever. Yeah. It has been fun. I mean, it has been a blast talking about a total Star- blast <laughs> to the extreme <laughs> awesome dudes it has been radical it has been radical talking about star trek stream here tonight with these great guys uh, but believe it or not i guess some other people have been talking about some stuff too if you want to listen to that uh take a listen at what else you may have missed in live action trek epic <laughs> yeah oh so much fun so that that was a lot well, of fun. It, so I definitely and I, I think the thing about him. Aaron's talent. I mean, uh, I can't believe he just does it. You know, and he has a paying job and does this stuff still. Um, is that uh, his designs? Like it, t- you can look at those and you will notice something different every time. Like the free and team free enterprise logo. I was look we saw it. It was like, oh man, it's cool. And then we looked at it a little bit more and saw like the battle tested. You saw the the subs Livingston's right saw, here. I, mean, at the top. I did not Livingston. see Livingston for like two weeks looking at that logo until someone pointed it out. And then like you saw the subscript letters that slowly disappear. <laughs> They're all crossed off A, B, C, D. <laughs> and then like with You should have put a couple more for us to cross off later. Just right. Saying, and then but. with with his uh, port side uh Panthers um and Starboard Sharks, I didn't notice he did the colors. He did red yep. and mm-hmm. green. Mm-hmm. Okay, look, guys. Oh, God. If you didn't oh, know, here we go. There's two colors: here we go. port and starboard, and there's red and green, and they're literally on every ship. And I, I'm still amazed that you guys did not know this. But didn't you think I was lying at some point? I think, I think that's. I can't remember exactly if that's how it came down. I'm sure we mentioned it in uh, Portside Panther, you know, Starboard Sharks. Well, I mean, now that it's in HD, I can, I can see it really clearly. <laughs> nah, no, no. But seriously, all. All thanks and, and all gratitude goes towards Aaron. I mean, he, he, the amount of work he's put into not just our stuff, but the stuff on the network in general has been unprecedented. And, and his immense talent that he, he, you know, honestly, like it, it was like, guys, we've already mentioned it. One of the most surreal moments was when that guy who created uh, the Enterprise D, uh, 
in, like a video game walkthrough in the video game yeah. walkthrough. And then he not only did he include some reference, some stupid obscure reference to our show, but he used Aaron's art to reference it. Like that's, I mean, our it would have just been just a faint memory in that guy's head if if it wasn't for for Aaron putting that into like a, some sort of a, a physical visual form. And that's incredible. And and I have no less than three T-shirts that I will always keep <laughs> and treasure, you know, from him. So, uh, you know, he, and he's a great friend of the show. And so so great thanks to him. And, of course, like I said, we, we've we already gone down a list here of people that have been on the show that we that we dearly love and, and care greatly for. Um, just as important. Well, yeah, and as you said, Daniel, we had so many guests. I mean, early on, I mean, episode 11, Trek on the First Date, we had my wife, Maureen, and Aww. she put up with, with coming, yeah. You know, let's hold on to this moment. Don't don't let it slip away. I mean, hey, that's, that's good stuff right there, so. I wouldn't use Insurrection <laughs> as the first movie. <laughs> she knows. I, that was the first TNG movie I saw. Oh. When I was a kid, and they had—I can't, I can hardly remember. I know there was like a paradise place, and some creepy alien guy with like a face stretching machine or something like—is that? Am I yes, remembering that correctly? That's it. That's it. It scared the heck out of me. That was terrifying. I was like, "What is with this?" I had never seen uh, next gen anything. I think my mom had had us watch the one with the whales. Uh, I know what the title Otherwise is. Otherwise known as Star Trek IV, <laughs> the motion picture. No, I'm sorry. The Voyage. The Voyage. Oh. <laughs> no, it is known as the one with the um, whales. I believe yes, that is actually. Yeah. That does make season two stand out. And, you know, Guinan comes on board to 10 bars. So you get a new doctor and a new bartender. Oh, I know. Every time she appears, I'm like, oh, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg's <laughs> in this. And, you know, it's an awesome episode every time Guinan shows up except for Time Zero. Which, uh, which one is that? Mark Twain. Where they go back in time when Oh, Mark I liked Twain's that there. one. <laughs> Well, See? it's been nice having you on the show. Morning, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hey, I, hey, you I know what? I'll just go back. Show. I'll just go back to my Star Wars universe. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and I know in many of our pre-recordings, you guys have heard Elizabeth, not you guys, listeners, but uh, Daniel and Philip. As they we did were hear her ready, once. We, that's true. I'm sure she's in the background of. We, many I think of she my did episodes. a closing. I have blocked it out. I think you're right. I have no idea which episode that was. But, <laughs> but I also, I mean, we have to at least mention, I mean, we've had some stars on. We've had, uh, it, you know, Lieutenant J, a.k.a. Tracy Coco. Tracy Coco. We've had, you know, yeah, like a lot of people on, but nothing, I think, interview-wise is going to top interview Marina, Marina Sirtis and her burrito making ways. I mean, <laughs> it, it, and she was so gracious and she was so kind to, to, to put up with the three of us and our questions. And I'm just saying some of our questions, actually probably all of our questions better than the one, some of the ones mentioned at Star Trek Las Vegas. I mean, come on panelists. So, so I, you need I to, feel really good because need I feel like, you know, knowing Marina a little bit better now, having, you know, interviewed her and then now seen her in person, like, if she didn't like us, she we would have known, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. So she was clearly at least enjoying herself. Although, although she did know she was being directly recorded, so <laughs> what's she really going to say, Philip? What's she really going to well, say? Well, like she, like when we asked her about the uh, the voice part for um, Mass Effect, she's like, "Yeah, no." 
<laughs> but then we got into Gargoyles, and she loved that. So, One of the other shows that I know you were able to cross work with some of your TNG co-hosts was Gargoyles, which is one of my favorite series. Uh, what was that experience like? I know you've spoken in previous times that it's very different, you know, doing just audio recording and sometimes you're not in the same room and sometimes you are. Were you able to be in kind of that group experience when you're talking with Frakes or with or uh, with uh, Dorn or Brent or were you kind of siloed yeah. had to do that? Oh, that's no, 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 no. Those wonderful people, Greg Wiseman, who, as you know, created Gargoyles and Greg Wiseman and his group of people, producers, directors, um, writers, um, they like to do the um, they like to do the episodes like a radio play, and so we would do them on a Saturday morning, um, where most unless you're out on location, everyone could pretty much make it. And um, we sat in a semicircle in the studio and did it like a radio play, and it was great. Uh, it's it's great to be able to see who you're talking to and to look at their expressions, and and you know, acting is reacting. Um, that's like the first rule is listening. And so um, for me, sitting in a studio doing other things with just a pair of headphones on and a, and a script in front of me, it doesn't really do it for me, I have to be honest. Um, I like the way we did it with Gargoyles. Uh, we, we were all in there. We were able to act with each other. And just like other shows, we, a staple we've had Larry on, Larry Nemekek, as he's talked, mm-hmm. again, our wonderfully titled enterprise the bc and d team when we talked about casting with tng took us to episode 59 to get to that one but that that's a that's been a really popular episode people have really liked that in effect he's been on most of our episodes because i'm obviously have the companion within arm's reach at all times well that's so cool to hear about you know not just the main cast but those those runner-ups like you said i mean i i think some people have written little things of you know, took every second place person and like, what if this had been the cast? Yeah, like Tim, Ru- a lot of people knew Tim Russ was the runner up to, to LeVar. Since he wound up being in a cast later on, it was kind of a nice little talking point story to say that a lot of those are a lot more obscure until you, like I said, I was lucky enough to be able to copy Bob Justman's version of his casting notes and see who all they had come in and read at different times. And um, Rosalind Chow read early on for. Um, for uh, Troy and for um, for the exotic Troy. I mean, I'm just a lot of... Now, Daniel, that would have been your choice, I know. Have you been casting? No, pro- probably <laughs> not my choice, but... He is a huge, huge Keiko fan. I mean, I don't oh, know really? who is a bigger... I don't know if you can you can detect the sarcasm, but it's there. Yeah, no, uh, a special, uh, special thanks to, to Larry as well. So we want to thank our producers as well. Um... Norm Lau, who, of course, has been more than our producer. He's been a co-host uh, here on Drag FM. We've, we've had him on the show, and we've been we've we've podcasted with him. And we met him at Star Trek Las Vegas. That was fantastic. And we want to thank Michael H., Stephen B., Ron S., and Richard M. for being our... Uh, associate producers and uh, production managers. Uh, the All of these people who have literally toiled away behind the scenes. Um, we, we could not have done it without your support, honestly. And we really appreciate everything that's going on there as well. And I just wanted to do a, a quick shout out 
um, for all the people who sent in some messages in the past week um, after uh, we announced our, our leaving. Um, and so uh, some of these are, are repeats, so excuse me, but um, Dante Hopkins, Patrick Carlin, Amy Wagers, Colin Higgins, Sean Mulkerin, Greg Malumbi, Bronson Adams. Um, and sorry if I mispronounced any of those, but we appreciate the emails you sent in the past few days. Obviously makes us feel very good. And then, of course, to the Babel Conference thread um, uh, that's sort of been uh, celebrating all their favorite moments from Earl Grey in, in the past uh, 48 and 72 hours. Um, past week by the time that y'all are listening to this i suppose we really appreciate all those comments um and i know it certainly makes us feel like we uh like we did stuff and you know one of the things i was i was kind of nervous about um was not including everybody because there have been so many people both in in front of the scenes behind the scenes there have been so many people um who have helped produce the podcast, who have helped market the podcast or create what the podcast has been a part of. There have been so many people who have been on the podcast. There have been so many people uh, who have re- reviewed the podcast or Babel, Babelers who have who have talked and, and, and conferred about the podcast. There have been so many people that we cannot thank that it's just impossible to cover you all. And I apologize. I mean, if we could have like a 130 or 150 fourth a episode just thanking people we would do it um the thing is I, the, the title would be called acknowledgements exactly it would be the credits essentially anyway, yeah, and and so i i want to as much as i can uh, extend our gratitude to all of you because without you the show would not exist and without you you know we wouldn't and, be uh, here excuse at me this point it would not be called acknowledgements it would be called Great joy and gratitude. Great. And gratitude. Twice. Not only once, but twice. Yes, so we also want to include, again, I mentioned the you know, the fans, the people on the Babel Conference, the people who have who have left us reviews, everybody basically that I haven't mentioned so far. And I and I know that's a catch all and it's an easy kind of a thing to do, but it's important because we you know, we may not always respond to everything we've seen. But we see it, and it means something. It really does. It means something to us. Finally, uh, we do want to send a very sincere uh, thanks to both, you know, Christopher Jones and Trek FM is at large. Um, we would not exist. We would not even know each other without what Trek FM is, and without Chris, there would be no Earl Grey. There would be no Darren, Daniel, and Philip. Uh, without the hard work that's been laid before us and without the opportunities that have been given to us. And and I, I mean this with all sincerity. It's very important that this gets across because this has been a tremendously important part of my life for the past three years. And I don't want to, th- that to be undermined by anything. We have had so much fun doing what we do and we would not have been able to do it, not even a little, without uh, the foundation that is Trek FM. So we just want to say a great thank you to Chris for for hosting us, you know, and let's specify, let's be specific, for thanking us um, on that ready room where we talked about uh, Code of Honor. No, is that what we're praise that what we're Sophie. Not Code of Honor. Episode 111, not Code of Honor. No, not Code of Honor. You're right. Code of Honor is Code of Honor. Code of Honor. What is the episode? What is the episode? A matter of honor. A matter of honor. I'm sorry. I know. I normally I'm very much Bird better at telling selfies. episodes apart. 
Bird of Prey Selfies, which you should listen to because it's a wonderful episode. But we do. We want to extend our, our greatest thanks and gratitude for this opportunity because we would not have had this in any other medium, in any other circumstance. Starting from that, starting from Bird of, Bird of Prey Selfies, from that ready room on, you know, my whole life has been changed. And I, I, I can't say any more than that. What else can we say, you know? Uh, so thank you, Christopher Jones, for giving us the opportunity to have the mic. And we hope you keep doing what you do and give somebody else the chance now uh, to, and to and move so on. If you are listening right now and you're near a, near a Twitter machine, just right now, go to at Brian Jones and say thank you for Earl Grey and Trek.fm. Because I know he'd appreciate it and we would appreciate that. Because um, as Daniel said, you know, uh, we don't want any cross messaging. We really do appreciate Chris and, and all he does and all he continues to do because it's all about setting the tone. Um, you know, he creates a network that's based on good sound quality, ones that we've always challenged uh, several times throughout our three years. Um, <laughs> I think I fi- finally got my gain level to work correctly, Chris, I think. But also the spirit of humor and introspection, which is all what Trek FM is, which he has set the tone for in his writing and in, in his podcasting um, and his, his fandom of Star Trek. And so we certainly appreciate what he's, what he's begun, what he's developed, and what I'm sure he'll do in the future. Yeah, Chris has always had the highest of standards for how we sound and how we come across, how we hold ourselves. And I mean, we do double, we do double end recording, which means we all record locally and, and we edit it together afterwards. And not everyone does that. And not, not everyone can do that, but it makes us sound professional. And, you know, there are steps that we take to keep our look consistent, to keep the, uh, you know, the, the graphics and the branding and all of that. And all that we, we learned from Chris. He's taught us so much about being podcasters. I, I mean, I'd podcasted slightly before, but I've learned so much more from being on Trek FM. So thank you, Chris, for the learning through the school of hard Trek, <laughs> you know, how to, how to be a better <laughs> podcaster. But podcasting is really just a window into a conversation. And that conversation has, you know, been with you guys. You know what, guys? It 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 hurts me to say this. It is actually painful, um, because I'm I'm a selfish human being. You know, I'm not a, I'm not an evolved oh, very twenty fourth, not an evolved twenty fourth century human. You know what's going to happen soon? Somebody's going to pick up our mantle. That's right. Somebody is going to be under the banner of Earl Grey, and. I have nothing but optimism, optimism, Captain, and nothing but high hopes for them. And I will be the 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 strongest of listeners, and I want them to do as good as they can. So, guys, I think it's important for us to leave a note behind for those who are going to be drinking Earl Grey. A brick with us. word or a pad, just just for clarification. Well, how many? How many? Pads? Well, maybe like. Th- <laughs> There's three okay. of us, so okay, at least okay. three pads, I would say. So, you know, just a brief summation, Philip. What would your uh, suggestions, advice be to the next Earl Grey-ers? The Earl uh, Grey-A's. That's right. I guess well, well, they, well, they would actually be the Earl Grey-E's if we're, if we're doing TNG. <laughs> they can only talk about first contact going Rue forward. Nemesi. Uh, I would say... Did you know there uh, was a, a statue? Uh, no, no, there's only two movies after 
Um, but uh, I, I would think I would say to them uh, that you have to just th- uh, let your fandom flag fly high. Um, don't be afraid um, to explore what you and your co-host or co-hosts. I'm just saying three is a really good number. Um, you know, uh, bring to the table. Um, because you look, <laughs> yeah, we've talked about the predictable stuff. We've talked about favorite episodes. We talked about our favorite characters. Talked about you know saucer separations for an hour and a half. But you know, it's it's really that extra stuff that that you bring to that table of of something that you've always thought was kind of weird. Like you know, hey, what if they all wore different uniforms? Or you know, what if someone had this job instead? Or 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 what else is going on here that that you've always wondered about and why you enjoyed TNG? Because that's really i think what resonates whether it's creating a game show or playing a board game um that's k- kind of really what i think brings the most to our version of earl gray but i think the next version of earl gray obviously will be completely different and that's great um because you got to change i'll try not to do the 11th doctor's closing speech um but I'll just always remember when Earl Grey was us, but, um, no, but, but I, 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 th- I think, you know, it's, um, but to those new host co-host, um, your passion of TNG will drive you to interesting and fun places. And as long as you always try to keep it fun and interesting to yourself and to your co-hosts, the fans will probably find it fun and interesting as well. And, and always do a backup recording. Uh, that's also it. Yes. Always do. <laughs> You know, I I can only echo Philip's sentiments. Uh, It's important to me that the next crew carries on our tradition. Um, One of our one of our proudest traditions was uh, of inclusion, trying to have as many people on our show as we could. Uh, One of our proudest uh, traditions is about the humor. It's about the fun of Star Trek. And listen, we deal with important issues. Um, Star Trek does. In every way. But it was fun. And we always wanted to have fun. Yeah, what I would write on my pad with one finger as somehow magical words appear on that device. And yeah, as you know, we've we've taken the Enterprise back to Latopia Panisha. It's docked. It's getting a it's getting a refit. It's ready for new crews, new adventures, new topics. And I want you to remember that. Me. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. But I, I want you to remember, as the host of this show, it's you that are drawing people to this show. Yes, the topic is Star Trek, and but and there's a lot of Star Trek podcasts. But people are going to listen to Earl Grey with you crewing it because it's you, and because you bring something to the table. And I just hope that you experience good bige that you you be yourself and like philip said just let just go into that deep talk of trek pick apart the minutia of who watches the watchers pick apart the depths of what makes star trek and the next generation interesting to you and you know what you may think no one is going to want to listen to this let's saucer separate and get out of here but no stay the course and you know, it just is if you're having fun, then people will enjoy listening to you. And like Philip and Daniel said, we will be listening because we love Trek and we want to hear more people talk about Trek, especially Earl Grey. We're par- partially fond to it. Believe it or not, guys, we have talked a lot. 
we have talked for three, almost three solid years. We're we're two weeks ish behind, but it's okay. I'm gonna say three years because you know what, my show. I'm gonna say it. Happy talked- anniversary. Three years. <laughs> <laughs> we have, t- we, and we all have uh, some uh, sell your peptide cake after the show if you're interested. No, I'm kidding. With milk frosting. <laughs> we have had an amazing, incredible run. Um, you know, this isn't exactly the way I thought things would go, but I don't, it's okay. I'm, I'm of a clear conscience and I'm happy and, and I couldn't be more proud of the work we've done. And we've, we've thanked everyone that has been in our production, maybe not by name, but, but specifically I, I, again, thank you to everyone. You know, um, and we've talked about everything we loved about the show. And we've talked about, I mean, we've had 153 episodes to talk about what we loved about the actual show. As much as we could have said, we have said. We have said, we've talked so much, so it makes sense that it's now time to move on. And, but you know what, Darren? There, there I guarantee you, you have one or two things left to say. And I'm going to give you as much time as you want as much time as you need. This is this is Darren's closing statement uh-huh. of the O.J. Simpson. I'm sorry, uh, uh, of, tr- of Earl Grey on Trek FM. Darren, do you have anything else that Someone you really that. want well, to get off your chest? We've we've been talking. If you were to averaging an hour episode, that's six point four days of of straight audio. No, I yeah. We've we've thanked our fans. We've we've thanked. Star Trek The Next Generation for existing. I mean, it's... <laughs> thank you, Star Trek The Next Generation, for being <laughs> Am I for shaking its hand right now? How do you... <laughs> well, you know, the logo comes in and the T kind of bends over and you can shake that. And, and, and your that. hand just sort of reaches out and... <laughs> Don't tell them about the handshake, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to to thank you guys it's it's been really a pleasure talking and and we are going to continue talking and continue this isn't the end of our friendship this isn't the end of our adventure it's the end of this chapter on this good ship but you know i i knew it could always count on you guys to be there i'm pretty sure we've none of us have missed an episode like it's always been the three of us except for philip yeah he's missed a couple but uh, but count. yeah, that, that one time will it slide, but it, no, it's, I've, I've always admired Philip, your, your, like you said, your, your games, the, the creativity that you bring out in that, and they're fun to play and they're fun to play even when you'd never win. I mean, that's the mark of a good game. And, you know, just, I, it's always, I enjoy the weeks where it's not my time to pick the topic because then I get to just kind of listen and like, oh, what are we going to talk about this week? What philosophizing angle are we going to go into? That's a new, that's a real word. But yeah, it's it's that's always been fun to and you know, Daniel, I never know what you're going to talk about next. So it's it's so it's so fun to to hear. But but Daniel, you know, it sounds like he's complimenting him that you're oh you're 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 so like unpredictable, Daniel. No, really, I'm looking at the spreadsheet. We record yeah. an hour. Daniel, you never fill no out the idea. spreadsheet. I mean, I'm just saying it would help in planning to know what you're going to talk about next. But no, yes, Philip peeled back the curtain a little bit, but. Yeah. Uh, yes. No. It, it it is. It is still fun being surprised every week, every three weeks. 
but oh, but Daniel, you, I mean, you've brought such a great component to the show. You know, just from not just the topics you've talked, but you've had a lot of the tough shows where you've had to, you know, to host and guide. I mean, this one right here, I didn't want to make the outline for episode 154. I was perfectly fine with you doing that. But I just, I just wanted to thank you both for, you know, being my co-hosts on this great journey. And like we've said many times, the journey is not ending, but uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And I think that, to say one word for Earl Grey is is fun, is we have fun every week, and that comes through, and that's why people listen. Wow, okay. Philip, uh, I hope you're next. Uh, literally. <laughs> Provisionally. <laughs> lay it out for us. Provisionally. Lay it out and for now, us. And now a man will turn him off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, no, I would, I would, you know, what, what can one add, but I do have stuff. Okay. Um, I mean, I will thank, of course, uh, Darren and Daniel. I think Darren doesn't get enough credit. He actually does all the technical aspects of this show. Um, so anytime it sounds bad, it's really his fault. And so I think you should blame him. No, no, no. Darren does all the technical aspects of it. He does the recording, does the editing, the splicing together, the sound effects. I mean, he, he puts everything together. Anything that involved that doesn't record me talking right now that's involved in Earl Grey, Darren does. And so, um, all the sound effects you ever hear for bridge mates or, um, for splicing together Earl Grey 100, anything that's other than us talking, that is Darren Moser. And so I want to thank him for all he's done and all the talent he has and all the great things he, he's, he does. And I'm sure will continue to do. Um, and being that technically minded person, um, and probably a little more sci-fi based, uh, maybe than, than me. And so you have sort of the broader context. And I think you've, you've brought a lot of that. And then of course the only, uh, family man, I think the Beverly Crusher really of the show. Um, I think really brings that own perspective. Thank you for not cutting me out of the second season. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I feel like we could have explored. Um, and then I, I think for, for Daniel, um, you just have, uh, the, the sort of great appreciation for everything. And I think what's always impressed me is your 24th century, uh, uh, philosophy is always something that you get it, man. You're there. And, and anytime I need something explained to me, I have Daniel Prue. I don't get, I don't get Triker, and then you explain it, and then I'm like, okay, I guess. And then I don't get uh, why Troy's throwing all her boyfriends in her face, and then you explain, it, and then I get it. Um, and then, uh, you know, and but but you're always seeing uh, the Roddenberry uh, prism because, of course, I think the thing I like I like about you is that, unlike me, you don't totally buy the Roddenberryness. Um, and I think you you find the balance and you find the realities between the utopian vision and um, the reality of today. And then I think scarcity, 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 your economic episode was pretty interesting um, to try to explore what's possible because we all love the utopian vi- vision, the three of us. But we all sort of see, you know, is that just a utopia? Is that reality? Are we getting there? And what and I think all the unique personalities and 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 approaches that you two have has made it um, a journey worth doing. And of course, I have a thing. So uh, because this is ne- Star Trek: Next Generation and Captain Picard, and who is my surrogate father, um, one thing that he taught me was was to at least always try to be a Renaissance man. And of course, he had this really big book in his ready room 
that was the complete works of Shakespeare. And for those who know uh, Shakespeare, and I know Shakespeare, um, he uh, there's a very uh, uh, cliche piece I'm about to do, for those who know, um, uh, from King Henry V. Uh, but I think it explains... And for those who don't know, this is very cliche. Um, but this encompasses, and I'll explain it before I say it, because for those who maybe find Shakespeare off-putting, it's about a shared experience, about how important that shared experience is that once people go together in it, that it marks you for life. So this is from, of course, uh, King Henry V, and this is the king here. If we are marked to die, we are, we are in now to do our country loss. And if to live the fewer men, the greater share of honor God's will. I pray thee, wish not one man more. By Jove, I am not covetous for gold, nor care I who doth feed upon my cost. It yearns me not if men my garments wear, such outward things dwell not in my desires. But if it be a sin to covet honor, I am the most offending soul alive. No faith, my cuz, wish not a man from England, God's peace. I would not lose so great an honor as one man more methinks would share from me for the best hope I have. Oh, do not wish one more. Rather proclaim it, Westmoreland, through my host, that he which hath no stomach to this fight, let him depart. His passport shall be made, and crowns for convoy put into his purse. We would not die in that man's company that fears his fellowship to die with us. This day is called the Feast of Crispian. He that outlives this day and comes safe home will stand a tiptoe when this day is named, and rouse him at the name of Crispian. He that shall live this day and see old age will yearly on the vigil feast his neighbors and say, Tomorrow is St. Crispian. Then will he strip his sleeve and show his scars and say, These wounds I had on Crispian's day. Old men forget yet all shall be forgot. But he'll remember, with advantages, what feats he did that day. Then shall our names, familiar in his mouth, as household words, be in their flowing cups freshly remembered. This story shall the good man teach his son, and Crispin Crispian shall ne'er go by from this day to the ending of the world. But we in it shall be remembered. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers, for he today that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. Be he ne'er so vile, this day shall gentle his condition. And gentlemen in England now abed shall think themselves accursed that they were not here, and hold their manhoods cheap, whiles any speaks that fought with us upon St. Crispin's Day. I don't think we've ever gotten Shakespeare before in all of our episodes. I was going to say, wow, and if you, uh, if you thought that was moving, you should hear it in the original Klingon. <laughs> no, I mean, how, how do I follow this up? How do I close this show, guys? How do I do this? Guys, this is not you. Why is this? Look, it just so happened that I was the first person. Um, I, w I did the Ready Room 99. That was my first episode. And we talked about yesterday's Enterprise. I was just like, I was listening to Star Trek podcasts. I know, believe it or not, that's what I was doing. And I was listening to Trek FM at the time, three and a half, four years ago. And Christopher Jones had put out a, a, a call 
and said, you know, anybody who wants to be on the show, hey, hey, you know, just apply. So I did. I said, you know what? I've been a listener. I've been a, you know, a, a passive part of this situation long enough. I now want to contribute. And I did. I said, me. Let me do it. I would love, I have things to say. And maybe they're not, maybe I'm not smarter than anyone. Maybe I'm not more clever. Maybe I am, uh, maybe I'm just an average Joe or an average Dan, as it were. You know, I don't know. I did, and, I, and to this day, I still don't know. I don't know if I have anything real to contribute, but I, I went for it. And I said, I have some things to say. And I did. And I did. And, and it led me to this network. And it led me to Darren and Philip here. And, as, as, and so it's important for me also to acknowledge the contributions of my fellow co-hosts. Uh, it's important for me to acknowledge every aspect of what they did. Uh, Philip has mentioned what, what, is, what Darren does in the background every week. And, I mean, listen, we pride ourselves specifically on never missing a show for 154 weeks. I mean, I, this to you, to you listeners, it, it may be an empty kind of gesture. It may be this kind of boisterous, prideful kind of, no, but this was important to all of us. And we wouldn't, ne- we wouldn't have gone one episode or two episodes or three episodes in a row without Darren Moser. And, and this isn't, he, he didn't, you know, this isn't the only aspect, like this wasn't the only thing that he contributed, but it was something that would not have happened without him. And to, for it, for it to be 154 episodes in a row, Three years running. That is not a mere happenstance. It's not a mere kind of this is just what happened. This is important. This is significant. This is 154 weeks of hard effort and work. So thank you, Darren. Thank you, Darren, for what you've done. But not only that, because Darren has done all of this background work, but he's also been... On top of that, it's not like he was just producing our show. It's not like he was just editing our show. Darren has been an integral, important part of Real Grey. And he has, as much as any of us, as, as Philip and I uh, ha- have done, he has been one of the premier people pushing the show. And, and you know, you know when we started, Darren had his own uh, podcast. I, I, the depths of the work that he had to do when he was doing two podcasts is is beyond two me. I, couldn't, I can't even imagine. I mean, <laughs> two podcasts. Uh, you know, I mean, we you know we appear on other podcasts from time to time. The three of us. Man, I can't imagine producing and coming up with topics and you know being a creative part of it. Of it. So, Darren, I mean, man, all respect. I mean, plus. Plus all of the other things. I mean, Darren had one and a half children. I, I don't remember if Lizzie was born when was she born when we first started. Yeah, she's she's four, so she, she would have been okay. Just, she was she would have been around a year old. But this is, I mean, this is important that that, that the listeners recognize this. He had a one year old when we first started. And not only did he have a one year old when we first started, but he has now two children, and and. and that the, you know the second situation not an easy process you know i mean but he was still 
it's incredible the the lengths that he went through for this show is all I'm saying. And I want everybody to recognize Darren Moser for that as as much as I do. Um, so Darren, thank you, of course. And I'm going to move on to Philip now. Philip, uh, I mean, Philip, you know, uh, if Darren is the backbone, if Darren is the spine of the show, Philip is the soul. Philip is the heart of what we do. Trying real hard not to get emotional, guys. We've been doing this for three years, and it's tough. Uh, it's important, uh, if nothing else, that you guys recognize the appreciation that I have for you. And, uh, you know, you know, you know, Philip has put more, uh, more effort into, not the production, but into kind of the... Mm, I, I don't know how you would say it. The skin, uh, the 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 taste, the flavor of the show than anyone else has. Uh, Philip has literally been propositioned to create his own separate show just on his uh, bridgemate's idea alone, and it's amazing because that whole thing was those were all of our our popular episodes when we had those crossovers. You know, it's uh, it's amazing to me that we we kind of meshed in this way. We all had these these skill sets that we had to give to produce, and so you know, and 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 the things that Philip did to bring people together on this network. Um, he is going to be uh, the great uh, Luaxana. I'm going to give you the great diplomat. You are the person that brought. All of these people together, and it's it is lightning in a bottle. In the same way that uh, it's a wackadoodle kind of thing, you know, was the 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 casting of TNG. So so there was the casting of Rogray, and uh, you know I could not be more proud to be associated with a group of people than I ever have in my life, and uh, you know. I love it, and and I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you, Darren and Philip. That's all I have to say. Thank you too. But the last thing we have to say here, guys, uh, and this is the truth: we appreciate everybody, and uh, we recognize that th- there are people who actually kind of want to listen to us for whatever reason. Maybe they're crazy. I'm not crazy. Down on the head. I'm not crazy. <laughs> It's a podcast, and it's real. <laughs> um, here's the thing. We love collaborating, and we don't know. We have no idea what form this will take in the future, but I would venture to guess. I would place a bet that the three of us maybe be involved in some form of project in the no future. There's no money in the 24th century. You know, it, <laughs> it's a poker chip, Philip. It's a poker chip. Read the analogy. Read between the lines. So, you know, for everybody who, 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 who the diehard fans, the people who love to hear the three of us, um, keep your ears open, you know, and uh, maybe keep your Twitters open. And, you know, maybe in the future, in whatever form it takes, you know, we, I have made lifelong friends on this show. And uh, you know what? I'll be damned if I let that go to waste. So I guarantee you at some point, we'll, we'll figure something out. All right, Darren. If people wanted to talk to you about the ending of Rogue Ray or perhaps future prospects for you, how would they get a hold of you? 
They can find me on Twitter under username DrSciFi, D-R-S-C-I-F-I. And they can also go to my website, DrSciFi.com, where they can read about all of my time as being a stormtrooper in the 501st Legion and maybe some future prospects when the time is right. And Philip, maybe if the future was right for you, how would people get a hold of you as well? Um, they can find me on Twitter. My handle is... <laughs> Never oh, saw the so sun <laughs> shining so bright. Oh, God. We can't do that, guys. Uh, We're not going to do that. I was... <laughs> Well, we got to have singing. It's Earl Grey. I was, we I sing when we're not supposed chair, to. He rammed this podcast into another one. So, but, <laughs> oh. um, but uh, they can find me on Twitter, where my handle is, of course, NC Public Servant. That's NC for North Carolina, and you'll hear me tweeting about uh, all things uh, geeky and funny and anything going on in my future career. And of course, people can find me on Twitter as well. At one up Dan, that is the number one, not the word. You know, I was thinking about what the captain told us about the future, about how we all changed and drifted apart. Why would he want to tell us what's to come? That sure goes against everything we've heard about not polluting the timeline, doesn't it? But I believe this situation is unique, since the anomaly it didn't occur. You know, there have always been changes to the way that time is unfolding. The future we experience will undoubtedly be different than the one that the captain encountered. Maybe that's why he told us. Knowing what happens in that future allows us to change things now, so that some things never happen. Agreed. Come in! Am I too late? Of course not. Pull up a chair. Five-card draw, deuces wild. Come. Is there a problem, sir? No. I, uh, I just thought that I might, um, I might join you this evening. Uh, if there's room. Of course. Have a seat. Would you care to deal, sir? Oh, uh, thank you, Mr. Data. Actually, I, uh, I used to be quite a card player in my youth, you know. I should have done this a long time ago. You were always welcome. So, five card stud, nothing wild, and the sky's the limit. <laughs>